A story is told about Rabbi Akiva in Tractate Menachot, Daf Chaf Gimel Amud Bet to Chaf Dalad Amud Aleph. He was traveling among other sages to Jerusalem around the year 130 CE, after the destruction of the Second Temple. They arrived at a vantage point on Har Tzofim, Mount Scopus, which currently hosts Hebrew University. Upon seeing the site where the temple had so recently stood, the sages tore their clothes, the time-honored ritual of Kiriah, tearing, expressing mourning. When they arrived at the Temple Mount, a fox emerged from the site where the Holy of Holies had previously stood. The other sages began to cry, but Rabbi Akiva began to smile. What was it that Rabbi Akiva saw that the other sages did not? What was it about his worldview that allowed him to see what others didn't? What was his unique perspective? In discussing the philosophy of Svirat HaOmer, Rav Soloveitchik asserts the following. He says, We may state that Judaism has formulated a unique philosophy of time. We ought to experience time simultaneously in its two dimensions, as recollection and anticipation, as review and meditation, and as quest and search. Time is the experiential memory that reaches out for the as-yet non-real future. And he continues, the Jew is aware experientially of the past and committed to the future, which is a reality to him. To exist as a Jew means to be at the junction of past and future, of that which is no longer real and that which is not yet real. Our mission is to live in both dimensions. End quote. Now the Rav goes on to explain that many mitzvot prompt us not just to remember the past, but to re-experience it. On Pesach, we say, In each and every generation, we are obligated to see ourselves as if we personally left Egypt. And that's a quote from the Haggadah. On Tisha B'Av, we personally observe the mourning customs as if the temple was destroyed in our own time. Avraham minted coins depicting a young man and woman on one side and an elderly couple on the other. It's from a Gemara in Baba Kama, Tzadi Zion, Mbet. And this represents the idea that youth and old age, past and future, are two sides of the same coin. Jews have a very close relationship to the past. And simultaneously, we also have a deep conviction about the future. We wait, we anticipate, tomorrow is just on the horizon. We support the state of Israel even if, even if we don't live there. We invest emphatically in education. We are dedicated to passing down our misorah, our tradition, from one generation to the next. The Jewish people experience time simultaneously in two dimensions. The present is fleeting, while the past and the future loom large. The Rav goes on to note that counting takes a preeminent role in halakha, our system of Jewish law. We count and quantify many things. Quote, this experiential merger of past and future, of recollection and anticipation, is symbolized by the process of counting. End quote. During the time when we engage in counting the Omer, we observe an interesting custom. So the Shulchan Aruch, Taf Tzadi Gimel, Shulchan Aruch 493, reads as follows. Nohagim shalom lisa isha bein pesach la'atzeret ad lavad gimel la'omer, lag la'omer, mipnei shabaoto zman metu talmidei rabbi Akiva. It is our custom not to marry a woman between Pesach and Shavuot until Lagba Omer, day 33, 
because during that time, the students of Rabbi Akiva died. Interesting is, while the Talmud, Bavli, and Yavamot 62b faults Rabbi Akiva's students for not treating each other with respect, and a further discussion indicates they died a bad death, including a plague or disease, Rav Shrivagon adds a different element. Rav Shrivagon says, V'hamid Rabbi Akiva Talmidim Harbei, V'have Shemada al HaTalmidim Shah Rabbi Akiva. So Rabbi Akiva had trained many students, and there was a persecution against the students of Rabbi Akiva. So what exactly is the connection between Rabbi Akiva and Sfirat HaOmer? Well, by way of background, Rabbi Akiva was the religious leader of the Jewish people following the destruction of the Second Temple. He was a proponent of the Jewish people's independent sovereignty in Israel, and he was a supporter of Bar Kokhva. The Romans targeted Rabbi Akiva and imprisoned him, eventually executing him. Rashi Ragon indicates that his 24,000 followers were persecuted. Thus emerges a picture which closely ties the death of Rabbi Akiva's students to the failure to rebuild the temple and the institution of counting the Omer as a commemoration of the temple which we discussed in last week's uh, episode, Counting and Remembering the Mikdash. Thus, during the period between Pesach and Shavuot, we note the loss of the temple, and we also mourn the loss of Rabbi Akiva and his students. Rabbi Akiva personifies our unique time awareness, a perspective about our shared past and future. Counting time can remind us to see the world through the eyes of Rabbi Akiva as a reflection of our, deep, our rich, deep, and at times tragic past, and with eyes toward a promising, beautiful, and emerging future. Back to our original story, when Rabbi Akiva reached the Temple Mount, the sages who were with him cried while he smiled. He was clearly seeing this scene from a different perspective. The sages asked him why he smiled, and he asked them why they were crying. They replied, a place which the Torah writes, one who is not a Kohen and approaches shall die, and now a fox prowls through this holy place. Should we not weep in response? Rabbi Akiva replies, there are linked prophecies about the destruction and rejuvenation of Yerushalayim. This level of destruction was indeed previously almost imaginable. But just as I see this incredible level of destruction with my own eyes, I can also see the vision of the future, which would otherwise be unimaginable. The sages saw the scene only in the present. Rabbi Akiva saw it in the light of both the past and the future. Rabbi Akiva embodies and exemplifies this unique perspective of time awareness. He is able to see in the present both a reflection of the past and simultaneously an image of the future. He is a Jewish visionary, deeply enmeshed in the past, focused passionately upon what lies ahead on the horizon. As it was the custom of the Vilna Gon to say after counting the Omer, May it be your will to rebuild the temple speedily in our days and give us a portion in your Torah. And there we will serve you in awe as in days past and in previous years.